Blog Talk Radio. On today's Mom Beloved show, we will shout out the winners for the Coronacation Bingo Challenge. We'll talk about some headlines, reporters wearing no pants, Tom Brady's troubles in Tampa, being the best at a sport or a game, and how to chunk your time during quarantine. We'll spend some time reading and answering questions submitted by 8th grade students on Google Classroom. We'll wrap it up with sports, movie trivia, and of course, a dad joke. Today's Mama Love It show is brought to you by Barry's Barometer Barn. Making Let's go. In the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Morning, everybody. Good morning. Season one, episode 17 of the Mama Lovett show with everyone else, but without Mama Lovett. <laughs> Sadly. The Mama Lovett show and Mama Lovett is absent today. So we mourn the absence of Mama okay. Lovett, but Miss Mara's here. I am here. Morning, Miss Mara. What's up? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. It's It's Wednesday, April 29th. Today is the 28th school day that we have been closed consecutively and it's overall day 48 of coronation. And I'm, I'm doing okay. okay. I know it's going to be, it's May on Friday. I just, I was, I started this morning looking at my May bills. So it's, <laughs> it's and yeah, it's, it's coming along. Um, this is the new normal as they say. So yeah. mom, love it show. Yeah, we don't have Mama Levitt, but we'll probably have some other some other people calling in later. We're going to do a lot of uh, student questions today. If we read your question on the podcast, and if you want to call in and ask a follow-up question, if you didn't like the answer, or if we didn't have an answer, some of them, we'll get to that part. Miss um, Mara, you want to start with a shout-out today? Yeah, so I have a special student shout-out, Dominic he has been doing so much work for me or for himself really, but I'm really proud of him. Um, I logged into iReady to check out what kids have been doing Um, him and Raphael L also um, Raphael R. But yeah, Dominic P is at the top of my list leading by a large margin. So good job, Dom. Awesome. Good to hear. Good to hear yeah. Dom's doing well. He's, Dom's good people. Like I, it like really I told is. You, I knew, yep. I knew, his, I knew his older brother at EHS. Good people. Um, yeah. So where, I had three winners for the Coronacation bingo that I wanted to shout out. There, there were more people that, that submitted it, um, but they didn't submit all the evidence. So like they turned in the assignment, but I don't know if they understood that you have to like send in the <laughs> Like some people sent Proof. in, they highlighted what they did or supposedly did, but didn't actually send in evidence. 
Junior, I'm going to give Junior a shout out, even though Junior needs to needs a lesson on how to play bingo. <laughs> if you go, <laughs> if you play bingo, you're supposed to get five in a row, <laughs> either across, <laughs> either across, down, or diagonally. And Junior kind of just <laughs> sort of just picked any. He did like a Tetris style bingo. A Tetris. Yeah, a Tetris style bingo, but still uh, the effort was there. So congratulations, Junior, for being one of our winners at Corona Casings. Um, another winner we had was Lornisha. Lornisha had um, she she made bingo. She had a couple ones with uh, she had some pictures and submitted a kind of a cool like what was what did Misty Filippo call it? The sort of the life tapestry or the vision board vision board. Oh yeah, the vision board. That was a great one. The vision board. So Lonisha was one of the winners. So we got some bonus for that. And of all the people, the the best one, you know, the best one that I saw was Kesa. Kesa had some really cool ideas, and she had some. Yeah, she took some good pictures of things, but like sending packages and mail and some other stuff like that. So Kesa was, I thought, the overall winner for the Coronacation Bingo Challenge. So. Good to Congratulations to Kesa. Let's do a quick birthday shout out. We'll get Mr. Jackie on the line and we'll go right into headlines. Happy birthday to Raphael. Speak of the devil, Miss uh, Miss Mara. One of your shout outs. Raphael. Yeah. Raphael's 14 tomorrow on April 30th. So happy birthday to Raphael. Happy birthday, Raphael. All right. Happy birthday, Raphael. Um, we got some more May birthdays coming up. I think we have one on Friday. There's a May, so I, I printed out the list of May birthdays. So we'll have them for Friday. Mr. Jaffe, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody good morning, doing? Mr. Jaffe. Hi, good morning, Miss Mara. Is Ms. We're Levin good. Yeah. Miss Levitt is absent from the show today. She said she had some oh, last okay. things she had to do. Yeah, so Miss Of course. Miss Levitt is, is gonna be docked pay accordingly for her absence. Well, that's the way it goes. I know, she right? To, I mean, uh, she sends a note in. She has to right, she's gonna have to write in a note. <laughs> she needs to have an excuse. Type up that letter. Yeah, type up the letter and you need to have it notarized and um, she needs to have a parent sign it. So we'll, we'll, we'll bring that back in. Um, there you go. Mr. Duffy, you got any shout outs for uh, any year? Yeah, I do have shout outs. Yeah, we, we're getting some. Uh, I've got shout outs. The two Sophias, uh, Sophia L, um, Sophia I. Sophia I is doing everything across the board. Alyssa, Mary. Nice job, Mary, doing some stuff. Christy, Bo, Lexi. I'm, I'm, yeah, names are appearing on my uh, on my grading sheets here. Diana, yeah, Mary Carlos, Eli, Diana. Today. Yeah, and awesome. Uh, Kesta, Michelle, all all things I've been seeing and, and grading and looking at. So it's still Wednesday. It's early. And I just put some of the stuff up yesterday because I had to run around and buy a computer, which was very difficult. There were no laptops to be had anywhere. Everything really? Working from home. So couldn't. Yeah, I, I finally got a laptop, but I. I want to get a Chromebook 
and I had to sell it for a laptop. There are no Chromebooks yeah. out there. People I, are just I love scooping my, them up. I love my Chromebook. It's it's great. And, and my wife has one, too. I, actually, I like hers better. I bought that for her. Hers is a little bigger than mine, so I actually kind of like it. Great. Yeah, it was, it was, I've seen so, uh, so that. Yes, yeah, so let's keep it up, and uh, by Friday yeah, we'll sure. get everybody uh, on board. Hopefully, too. Yeah, so reminder, any students listening, all the work from this week is going to be due on Friday. If you pass it in anytime, even on Saturday or Sunday, too late. I'm not even going to look at it. None of us are going to look at it. So it's, I mean, we're, we're giving you fair warning right now. If you want to get the credit for your work, do it this week. You've got plenty of time. Everything was posted on Monday. I may have posted questions yesterday morning, but oh, another shout out to Lornisha being the first person to have read or listened to um, the first section of refugee and having done the questions. So shout out to Lornisha. Yeah, it was great. I mean, for for the ELA reading, I I posted this yesterday, like it's for the reading or listening, like it's it's about a hundred minutes, which is about an hour and 40 minutes. So there's five, if you want to break it up into this five 20 minute sections, each of them is about three chapters. Well, each one is three chapters long. Um, you want to listen. If you want to order the book on, on Amazon, just, yeah, you have to read it. The way the quiz is structured, you have to read up to page 92 before you can start doing um, the whole quiz. So, yeah, that's that's what that's kind of where we want to be. You have until Friday to listen. You have, I mean, if you, like I put yesterday, I said to Diana, who goes, oh, my God, 100 minutes. I'm like, Diana, it's 2.45. You could do it right now and be done by 4.30. <laughs> you just, right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have, you'd have time before dinner. It's like an, an hour and, and 40 minutes of, of listening. And you can do it in 20 minutes, 20 minute chunks if you want. It's up to you. You figure out how you want to do it. Yeah, Ms. Meyer, what were you going to say? Yeah, I, I feel like the thing about no late work is, is not only just for us, but for you guys, the kids as well, um, because it kind of gives you a fresh start every week. If you're worried about what you didn't make up, you know, and you, you kind of had a bad week, say, then, you know, you get it to fresh start every week. So don't worry about what you missed. Try to get it all done, obviously. But it just helps us and helps you to, like, keep every week a positive week, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we realize that everyone's home life and their home schedule is different. And everyone's got different things going on. Some parents are working from home. Some parents are out. Some parents are tied up with other things. People are sick. People have little siblings. You know, I know what it's, it's crazy in my house with, with my wife's stuff and my daughter's stuff and trying to keep my son occupied. So you find time when you can, you know, and I think. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, and I, I said to some people like the, for the, the what I like about, maybe doing the audio thing is that you can put your headphones in. You can just listen to, you can listen to the audio book right on your phone. You can lay in your bed and listen. You can get it all done in a hundred minutes. And then there's a, there's one, there's a couple questions with one open response to answer. So, and I, and I think you'll like, I think you'll like the story too. So I'm going to keep pushing refugee. It's, it's been really cool. And I haven't even read the whole book so far. I mean, I'm, I'm reading it along with you guys. So like I'm to page 92 myself, I haven't even gone past that. So everything that, that you're reading and listening, I'm I'm reading it too. So I'm I'm reading it and understanding it for the first time. So it's a interesting experience for for all of us. Um, so good. Any anyone else have any more shout outs? Uh, no, I just started the book yesterday, and yeah, I only started the very first part, but I'm excited to read it as well. Yeah, it's cool. It's it, I think there's interesting characters, and I think it's very relatable. Uh, to all of our kids, 
not only for like the age group, but also there's some different, you know, cultural things going on. There's different ethnicities. There's male and female narrators or male and female main characters. There's different family situations, things that people can relate to, I think. All right, let's go to a headline. All right, Ms. Mara, you had an article about an interesting thing that happened on CNN the other day. Can you talk a little bit about the reporter <laughs> and that was caught? Of course. Yeah, I wanted to find some, like, lighthearted articles for this for today's podcast. Um, so there was a reporter that was working from home, as so many of us are, uh, which I think is funny just looking at some of the complications that are arising from people trying to be professional but at home at the same time. So he was doing a story on pharmacies of the future and about how pharmacies are thinking about uh, using drones to drop prescription drugs off the patients, which is an interesting story in and of itself. But when they panned to him at home, the first screen was just him in his suit jacket. He was all dressed up for work. You know, it just looked like normal. It was from the waist up. And then when they kind of cut away and then cut back to him, it looks like he's just in his boxer shorts or underwear. Uh, you can see his full leg. So it was kind of funny because nobody said anything at the moment. Like they kind of just, the show went on and nobody said anything. But later on he tweeted that he, and who knows if this is true or not, but he said he was in his workout clothes. He had his workout clothes on underneath, and he was like, all right, so much for – I'm going to have to rethink my, you know, wardrobe <laughs> choices for the next time I go on. So I, I just thought that was funny because it just he, speaks to everything going on with us trying to work from home and be professional, but also, like, we're only human. Like, we have to take care of our families. Like, we still have other things that we're doing. So I thought that was pretty funny. I think it's just funny the image because you you can't really tell unless you unless you really like look for it. I think. I mean, if you're just right. casually watching, if you were just casually watching, what was it? Was it CNN? I don't remember what channel it was. It's um, CNN, yeah. Or I think CNN, it was ABC, yeah. but but the, it appeared on a lot of news news. Right. Yeah. If if you're just casually watching the news, like you're probably not even going to notice it. But then if if you're just watching, look down, like does that guy have any pants on? And then if they were <laughs> right. shorts, if they were shorts, they were short shorts. They were really short shorts. It was like nineteen eighties. Like like judging his workout gear. Yeah, it was like a nineteen eighties <laughs> like NBA level. <laughs> yes, you know. exactly. You know what I find interesting too about the story is that the reporter, his name was Will Reeve. Mr. Jaffe, you'll appreciate this. He's the son yeah, of Christopher Reeve. Oh, I oh, know that. Superman. Superman, right? And who who? Um, he a tragic life? Yes. It, right, he par- was paralyzed in '95, '96. Some of that. He fell yes, off a horse. And paralyzed. Yeah, he he played Superman in the in the '80s. Superman, I think, it was a trilogy. Here's a little uh, here's a little discussion of the no pants <laughs> incident. See what Christopher Reeves' son Will Reeve wore in his interview this morning at GMA. Take a look at the bottom of your screen there. Uh oh, what's going on? You can see his bare legs and <laughs> boxer shorts. He did the interview without any pants on, busted, and Will Reeve did respond, tweeting, I have arrived in the most hilarious, more mortifying way possible. I don't know if it's mortifying. He meant to do this, right, Al? 
Of course, Jeff. I mean, we don't have pants on either right now. I look, honestly, I just like pants. I'm sorry. Is it weird that I like pants? So I don't think I, this is the one thing I might avoid. What about you, Lindsay? Man, most of my outfits are dresses, so this is really annoying. The best I could do is wear my slippers, and that's what I have on my feet. But I do that in the office, too, so... <laughs> yeah, it was. I, it put him on the map. I didn't even know uh, Christopher Reed had a son. So there you go, Reeves. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, what's your stance on pants? Are you pro pants or anti pants? <laughs> <laughs> I have become a sweat pant connoisseur um, right? throughout this coronation. Although I have to say, and I was talking to you about this yesterday, I'm starting to come around to the like get dressed in normal clothes for the day thing because yeah. it's really nice around like six, seven o'clock to go, all right, time for sweatpants, time for pajama mm-hmm. pants. Like it kind of makes you do that mental shift. So I'm coming around. I yeah. have jeans on today. Um, my thing, yeah, if, if I ever write a book about coronation, I'm going to call it working from the waist up. That, <laughs> it reminds me, I this love whole that. article reminds Reminded me of that, working from the waist up. You know, when I, when I, when I, when we do like a work stuff, like right now, I have like a like a not a shirt and tie, but I do have like a college shirt on. But I, would, you know, I, I stopped wearing like school pants or like dress pants. I did that a few for a few weeks, and then I'm just like, ah, eh, just from the waist up. But yeah, yeah there's something to be said for at least I have a little bit of I have like a work shirt that I can at least take off and change into something more comfortable. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the no pants thing. It's hilarious, especially if, you, if you're going to be if you're, if you're like a national reporter, right. <laughs> like you're going to be on national TV. You might want to make sure that you're wearing pants. Just a right. just a little FYI for next time. Um, article number two, Miss Marrod. <laughs> don't go. Tom Brady's name came up on Monday. I think Mr. Jeff, you brought it up. Also, uh, this is yeah. last week. What happened with Tom Brady? He's had a couple of incidents since he's been in Florida. He has, which I realized when I was trying to find this story again. So, yeah, Tampa has been – like, he's had some interesting strokes of luck or anti-luck. Um, so he was actually visiting, I believe, a player's house. Um, yeah, Byron Leftwich is a former, former yeah. quarterback. A coach, right. And uh, he was visiting, and he walked into the wrong house. And he, like, had a <laughs> duffel bag with him. And the guy was just, like, sitting there, and he was like, hey, man, what's up? And – hey, can I help you? And he said the look on Tom's face was like this utter, he's like, I can't even describe how shocked he was. And he just, <laughs> before I could even say anything, he just like walked out the door. Um, right. <laughs> and it took the homeowner a moment to realize who it was too. So can you imagine, you know, he didn't know for a second that it was just this total stranger walking into his house. So pretty embarrassing for Tom, pretty scary for the homeowner. You know, I, I can see that happening in, in Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. There were questioning whether... He broke uh, um, social distancing rules by going out. Yeah, yeah I think that was rules. a different. Yeah. There was a oh, different incident like where he was like kicked of. off. Yeah, he was like kicked out of a park in Tampa. <laughs> he was, that was yeah. like a few weeks ago before that. Yeah, he was going to like his friend's house and yeah, he was going to, yeah, Byron. And it was Byron Leftwich, who was a quarterback at Marshall of all places, of Marshall University. And then played for the Jaguar mm-hmm. and a few other teams, like a Florida person. Yeah, I could see that. Don't, when you think of Florida, don't you always think of like the sort of like cookie cutter, like condos and like those like McMansions yes. that all look the same. Right, right, and right. It, Sometimes it's totally, even like big duplexes or something like that. Yeah, and they're all they're all identical, and you can't really tell them apart. They're they're all, you know, the the it's the whole um, the whole like 
yeah, cookie cutter kind of thing. When I was in college, I actually have a story that relates to this. There's there's two dorms at Holy Cross that are identical in terms of like floor plan, and mm-hmm. it's called Lehigh and, and Hanselman. And I was going to visit a friend in Lehigh, and I walked. I, I went into the wrong dorm. I went into Hanselman instead because they're they're all near, they're all next to each other. There's like six in a row. And so I went in the wrong one, and I walked down the hallway and like knocked on the door, and it's like some random person. I was like, um, "Hello!" I'm like, <laughs> and like, we didn't have like cell phones in the day. We couldn't like text someone and say like, "Where are you?" And then I'm just, I, right. I, I took me as I was in the wrong door. So it's like, such a weird feeling. It's so disorienting. Right. It's like fish out of water. You know what? It happens to me at the Maddie too sometimes. Like if I forget what floor I'm on, like if we yes. go up to the fourth floor, yeah. If I got to go up to health. And like pick up the pick up my homeroom and then I'll come down and sometimes I'll just I'll just go right onto the third floor, and walk right into I don't even know whose room that is I think it's Miss I think it's uh, Marrera's room, the one that's right it's, right yeah. above mine. Yeah, and yeah. I'll just walk and right our eighth graders do that all the time because they're so used to being on a different floor or like yeah. yeah so, and especially me coming from a different grade I do that like at least once every eight day cycle or seven day cycle. Yeah. It's also, have you guys, have you been inside the Lafayette school? Yes, it's the exact same layout. The Lafayette is the exact same footprint, exact same layout as the Maddie. The only difference is, like, the colors and some of, like, the, you know, like, the superficial stuff. But, like, the floor plan, everything is exactly the same. So when when Miss Levitt and I were going to our, like, restorative justice group meetings at the Lafayette library, when we walk over on that second floor, you come out the A stairs, where like our rooms would be at the Maddie. Mm-hmm. It's such a bizarre, it's like, it's almost like you're in like a dream world. And it's, it's yeah. The, yeah, the Lafayette has that, it's just that weird, you have to like remind yourself of exactly kind of where you are. All right. We had one more headline. We're going to save it because it was Miss Levitt's headline. So we'll save that for later. And then for Friday, we're going to talk about safely opening up schools. So we have that on the docket uh, for Friday. Let's take a quick commercial break. We have uh, a few commercials today from Barry's Barometer Barn. And then we'll come back and we'll do our questions of the day. Ever sit there and just kill yourself with wonder about what the weather is going to be like that day? Like, is there a big storm coming? Is it going to be sunny? Is it going to rain? Is it going to hurricane? Or possibly even... Typhoon. Yeah, those are the same things, just labeled differently depending on the ocean it's happening on. The weather. What is it going to be like today? It is the eternal question that eats away at every human on the planet daily. Well, unless you own a TV, listen to the radio, have a weather app on your smartphone, or even read a newspaper. (laughs) Like anybody does that anymore. Anyway, you have no idea what the weather is going to be like. You, my friend, require a barometer. What's a barometer, you ask? Well, Google it, you embryonic millennial whippersnapper jerk. Once you've done that, you will understand why the barometer is the crack cocaine of the meteorological world. So don't waste another second of your barren, barometerless existence. Storm into Barry's Barometer Barn today, where we don't know the meaning of high-pressure sales. It's always no-pressure sales at Barry's Barometer Barn. In fact, 
Our sales staff is so low pressure, you'll wonder why they haven't graphically decompressed. <laughs> this has been a present. All right, thank you to Barry's Barometer Barn, today's sponsor. Back in the Mom Lovett Show, this is one with Miss Mara and Mr. Jaffe. And let's get into some questions of the day, and then we'll, then we'll get into the student questions. So today's question is uh, from my list of family discussion topics, and this is one. If you could be the best at any game or sport – which one would you choose? Like, if you could like ask a genie to, that you would be the best at any game or sport. What do you think, uh, Miss Mara? Oh, this one's easy for me. I'm gonna go with gymnastics. Something I've always Ooh. been just so in awe of. They're so strong. They're so graceful. They've got like the best of all worlds, um, and they work like super hard at it. Um, no doubt about that, but yeah, that would be what I would want to be the best at. That's a great call. Cause there's so much every four years. Imagine like, just think of how much attention is paid to like the U S gymnastics. Like people get like riveted by it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. Good. My, my son, um, Sam was a, my son, Sam was a really good gymnast. He still coaches, really? but I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, we started at uh, Gemini gymnastics in Malden and, he just stuck with it and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, got a letter in high school. And, yeah, he just um, – I really wanted to pursue it in college, but he didn't want to. And uh, yeah. I understand he's really good, but he doesn't let us watch him anymore. And now we just coach his, you know, little kids. He um, mm-hmm. he used to hang out with um, – oh, I can't remember. I always think – I forget her name. Who was the gymnast from around here? That uh, Allie Grayson? Right. So Sam and the one from, Allie's, uh, from Needham. Yeah. So Sam and Allie, back in the day, used to do birthday parties at this uh, gymnastics uh, place in Newton. And, um, you know, she went on to be, <laughs> Sam's still doing birthday parties, by the way. But uh, Allie <laughs> went on to be a, a gymnast. So it, it's um, just funny. But he, yeah, back in the day, he was pretty good. Sam and Allie, was there so wait, ever anything going on there? And Allie Jeff? was a, yeah, a spectacular. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we could have an Olympian. Yeah, the, we could have an Olympian in the family. You know, my, I follow uh, her on, on Twitter, and she seems kind of like she doesn't know what to do with her life now. She's writing all these tweets there, kind of wondering what the next step is for her. So I guess once the Olympics are over, once the uh, once the limelight is over, you kind of. Like a lot of other people, yeah, you don't know what the next step is. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I feel like there's a lot of people that are like that because gymnasts especially, they peak a lot of times when they're like yeah. in their teens, you know, maybe early in 20s. Teens. Like teens. And then exactly. when they're done, like the, the Olympic team is usually like 15, 16, 17-year-olds, you know. And, and like they, if you're like you're right. something, you're like an old, you're old in gymnastics. Exactly. There's and another, you're, just, you're really like, gym- baby, like a baby. Yeah, there's another gymnast. That I don't know. I can't remember which Olympics she was in, 12 or 16, or one of those years. It was her name was Michaela Maroney, and she was. Um, oh, sure, you know, she I was remember like, her. Yeah. Yeah, and she was. I mean, she became popular on like Barstool because uh, Dave Portnoy, the 
like the the head of Barstool was like obsessed with her. But she's kind of doing that thing now. If you, if you follow her on like social media, she's trying to like make songs and she's doing like the whole TikTok thing and she's trying. Like so, no one really <laughs> the gymnasts don't. <laughs> and it's, sometimes it's hard when you when you when you peak at at eight at uh, eighteen. Um, it's, it's, Jesse, that's when, that's when you. That. Yeah, go ahead, Miss Mara. Oh, so, I was go just ahead, gonna Ms. say Mara, that's sorry. when you know things are go. That's when you know things are going south when you are like a TikTok connoisseur uh, past the age oh of eighteen. Oh my god! <laughs> if you yeah, I feel like if you're making TikToks past the age of eighteen, I think you need to reevaluate your life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. My personal opinion, uh, Mr. Jeffy, what would you uh, be the best at, at game or sport? So I think, you know, it might be basketball because I used to play so much of it and I had a little, a little, not that much, a, you know, a little proficiency at it, you know. I uh, I wasn't that good, but uh, I enjoyed playing. So, you know, I never really took the game to an, a higher level. So I think I re- really would enjoy being the best at basketball. Yeah, you know what's funny is whenever I tell the kids that you were a good basketball player, they all, they, they like scoff and laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day, I, I could play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jeffy could play. I remember you, you played in the faculty game a couple of years ago, and you still had it. I mean, it's just it's hard yeah, to get I up and down. Yeah, now I I had I had tr- trouble like with my hip. I had to put. You yeah, know, it's a little hot, a little hot well, to maneuver. It's like my dad. Like my dad played in like the men's leagues until he was like fifty something. But then like he just can't. He just can't get up and down the floor anymore. So, but he, my dad can still shoot the lights out. And we go in the yeah, we go in the right, backyard. Right. My dad, my dad can bury like you know twenty free throws in a row still. Um, yeah, I can still do that. I, I go to the Y. I still do a bunch of free throws, and I can do three pointers. Yeah. And I just don't. I just can't you know move with the ball like I used to. Yeah, we have um on my team we have the we have the shooting machine, and I'll I'll put it out, and we have like a free throw setting that I that I made up. And you have to shoot the, the kids have to shoot fifty free throws, and their goal they have to make sixty sixty five percent. And um, I, I did it one day. I made like 42 out of 50. And it's like, you guys don't understand. Like, that's actually like when, like when I was like 17, I would have wanted to make 46 out of 50. Like, I would have been disappointed in 42. I was, I was pumped at 42. Um, but for me, if you can no, be I'm just, I'm just kind of yeah. curious from like Miss Mara and Mr. McGowan, like, and your, your children, you know, Eden, Michaela, and Jonathan, do you see athletic ability and would you want to steer them to, some a sport that you might you might think that they would like, or you know, you want them to get a college scholarship to to help you out. Are they, do they show athletic ability? From my perspective, like, I would. You know, want... Sam was a gymnast. My yeah. son Dan loved playing baseball. I would never want to put pressure on my kids for like the whole college scholarship thing. I think too oh, many. Right. I, think... Yeah, I was just kind yeah. of being a little funny. Yeah, no, yeah, I think you're I right. I think like so. I think too many parents. I think too many kids too. Like I hear so many of our eighth graders over the years be like, "Oh, I'm gonna be in the NBA someday." Like, "Oh, I, I want to be in the NBA." Like, a lot of kids you're say not. that. <laughs> you're not gonna. <laughs> and I was like, "Sorry, you're not gonna be in the NBA. You you might have a little bit of talent. You might play on the high school team. You know, and maybe if you're really lucky, you might go play in college somewhere." I mean, I always go to the example of of my brother Patrick, who was one of the top two or three probably best players in the history of North Attleboro high school. And he was, 1300... a, he, he was a top ranked player in the state. I mean, he know, was, he my, was like... my brother, Pat, when he was, uh, um, when he was a senior in 2001, he was on like the Boston Herald and Boston globe, like dream team, like top five in the state. Unbelievable. You know, he, he was wow. a real athlete. Yeah, he, 
he was a legit he was a legit player, but he's like five eleven and you know white <laughs> not for nothing. So like, and but he was a great player. He was quick. He could score. He could shoot. He could play defense. But he just wasn't like physical enough. He wasn't, and so he he played at a D three school in Maine called Colby and had a great career. A great he got a good ed- got an awesome education. You know, met, met great mm-hmm. people. And that's what I like. I would just, I would want my kids to play sports for like the experience and for like the life lessons and for the competition and for, yeah, just, I I know you, I I know you didn't really mean to mention the college colleges, but I think Michaela, we have her play softball and she kind of likes it. Jonathan Jonathan is much more athletically gifted, I think. And just his, his mentality is more basketball, football, baseball, golf, anything. Yeah, Miss Mary is is Eden a, bud, a bird a burgeoning athlete? Well, it's interesting because Eden tends Eden loves swimming. That's her sport that's that she great. really oh, cool. just yeah. naturally enjoys. And we've tried awesome. like we we did the gymnastics, we did soccer. Um, I'm trying to think, and and just the team sports just aren't something that she kind of showed a natural interest in. I played soccer since I was five, and it kind of helped me to like have something that I felt competent enough right. to do in high school, even though I knew I didn't want to like do any, any more than that, but it was nice to have a sport to do. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see her just naturally enjoying something that I, you know, wasn't as adamant about, but she, she excelled. It's like when a kid likes something and they're naturally good at it, it's like you, it's almost like effortless. They just, right. you, you know, you pay, you pay the bill, but they want to do it and they enjoy it. So yeah, she, she yeah. loves that. Does Everett High have a swim team? They used to, but I don't think they've had one in, a, in a, the last seven or eight years. Oh, oh that's they had yeah. one for a while, and there was a it was a it was a co-op team with Malden, I think. Um, right. I don't, Mystic mm-hmm. Valley has a pool. I mean, it'd be possible to have one. You know, Mystic Valley has an indoor <laughs> pool. Do like a do like a co-op. Mystic Valley has an indoor pool. I think I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, it's in their their it's in their field house um, on Eastern Ave in Malden. That. Yeah, pretty sure they have one because we played over there this year. I think they have a pool in there. Um, but yeah, that was a that's an ever high. They had a swim team, and I'm trying to think of where they swam. I don't know if Med, maybe it was, when you, was Med back Med. in the day when you were uh, hanging when you were nice. Yeah, when I was when I was first at Everett High, around you know oh seven oh eight oh nine like around that time. I think they definitely had a swim team. So I think I remember because I was I was doing the I was the journalism teacher, and we had some of the one of the kids did a story about the EHS swim team. I was oh, okay. Because they have every other team. I'm surprised they don't yeah. have one now. No, we also used to tell freshmen that the pool was on the fifth floor or on the sixth floor. The pool was <laughs> up there to see what the floor was. So, yeah, eighth grade is listening. There's no pool at, at Everett High School. <laughs> for me, oh, speaking of, of about sports, for me, it would absolutely be golf because it's the it's one sport that it looks it looks really easy, but it's so hard. And to me, the best yeah. thing about golf is that you can play your whole life. You know, right. Like, like everyone, like you mentioned, like right. basketball. Like basketball is great, but like you know, my dad, my dad hasn't been. My dad loved basketball. He hasn't been able to play in 15 years. He still goes out and plays golf. My grandfather played golf until yeah. he was 80. Now we still play of with course. it. He died when he was 93. I think he played golf till he was like 89. He couldn't see. He, he could, but he could still play. Just he just had to like line them up. And then he could hit, I and mean, he couldn't putt to save his life because he couldn't see where the hole was. But he could right, still right, hit, right. and he was he was he was a functional golfer up until like he was almost like ninety years old. 
So it's a kind of thing where you can play it like your whole life. I know like our kids don't think that way. They, they think like, oh, I want to be the best football player. I want to be the best basketball player. You know what I tell kids about if, if you're really serious about wanting to play a sport, look into baseball because look at those other two sports, base, basketball and football. As much as I love those sports, to make yourself to be anything in those sports, you have to be like a physical freak and like specimen. Right, and there's a lot of competition. Yeah, like, like I yeah. go back to my brother. He was like 5'11". I mean, and like years ago, when I, when I went to high school, there was a kid my age from North Adam, twins named Mike Babel and John Babel, and they were both 6'6". And they both got D1 scholarships because they were 6'6". And you look at the kids you know, from Everett, Nerland's Noel, 6'11". You know? Yeah. Um, kid from St. John's Prep that w- that's on the Milwaukee Bucks, Pat Connaughton. He's like 6'5", 6'6". You know, so unless, right. you, unless you're going to be that big. Tom Brady, 6'5". You know. Oh, speaking of which, I forgot to I forgot to play this earlier. Um, we move off to this one. I just wanted to, I forgot to mention our Tom Brady. I do have a quick one minute uh, audio of Tom Brady mic'd up some of Tom Brady's greatest hits. You go. What? Were you in the end zone after the punt return? Yeah. Go see my guy. Your boy's coming for you. Early and often. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. No, no. Ron, are we going? Hey, hold on, Wendy, hold on. Okay, I'm giving you the goldfish. I'm one, ready? I'm giving you it. Way to go, two four. Way to go, one nine. Stop talking about. Stop talking about. Way to go, baby. Push up a little further, babe. Way to go, babe. Go, baby. Go. Rock and roll. Tom in the pocket, pumps, throws to the end zone, sliding, catch, Edelman, touchdown, Patriots! Hey, can I spike it? You spike it. You spike it. Hey! Hey! That can't stop you! you. That can't stop you! (laughs) I like that last one. I think it was Edelman (laughs) for a touchdown, and Tom's like, hey, can I spike it? Can I spike it? And then they, he's in the video. They, they, he gives him the ball, and then he, like, drops it, and he fumbles it. And then they, all right, so there's – That was like a foreign I, language to me. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. I would love to know what Chuck Norris means. I mean, they use all kinds of, like, different calls. Chuck Norris. What's the other one he said? He goes, I'm giving you the goldfish. I want to start using that in my, in my regular life. I want to tell people I'm giving them the goldfish. So what is that? Do you know what that means? I have no idea. This is, okay. I'll give you the goldfish. I don't know. There's all kind. Football is just all kinds of code words and. What, what was see, the uh, a Peyton Manning used to call out with Topeka? Omaha. 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 Omaha right. Yeah. Omaha. Omaha. That, that, Omaha. Yeah. And yeah. then Brady. Brady. The big thing you can always hear Brady doing. Yeah. He he always says who the Mike linebacker is, like the middle linebacker. He's like, he's like Brady. Red. Fifty two is the Mike. Fifty two is the Mike. <laughs> you can hear him all the time. <laughs> I, 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 and like as a former like player and coach, so it'd be like you, you identify who the the Mike linebacker is. So you can tell which side's the strong side, which side's the weak side, which side you oh, have okay. an advantage. So yeah, because the defense there's eleven people, so it's got to have it's, it's, it has to be um, they have to figure out where the evenness is. So you you, you tell who the, the the middle guy is, and then everything else is everything else is even five on one side, five on the other. Yeah. Little math for you. You know who who knew you needed math and in uh in football i tell the guys on my team i say basketball is almost all geometry so much of so much of basketball is angles 
and it's like right. using triangles and, and using like, you know, sharp angles rather than, you know, acute angles rather than obtuse angles. Like it's so much, there's so much geometry in basketball and people think like, oh, we're never going to use math. Well, you use it all the time. You play basketball. All, my whole like offensive system is designed to put on, on like that, on like triangles and, and straight lines versus, versus circles and stuff like that. It's fascinating stuff. At least I think it is. Um, yeah, no, Mara, absolutely. Mara might disagree. <laughs> All right, mental health tips. So today's uh, journal entry. I didn't post one yesterday. I figure I'm gonna. I'm just gonna post them on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays during um, for podcast days, and hopefully we can get people to uh, to check out something. I, I don't know if we should, if we need to be writing journals every day, but I think Monday, Wednesday, Friday might work. Today's number twenty three is about chunking. And the mental health tip is chunk your quarantine. And the chunk right. means take it moment by moment. It says we have no roadmap for this. We don't know what this will look like in one day, one week, one month from now. Chunking means focusing on whatever bite-sized piece of a challenge feels manageable. Whether that be five minutes, a day, or a week at a time, find what feels doable for you and set a timestamp for how far ahead in the future you will let yourself worry. Take each chunk one at a time and move through stress in pieces. So question is, what do you guys think about, about chunking and like, what would that mindset kind of look for you or what might look like for someone in real time? So Miss Mara, what do you, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I'm a big fan of chunking. I, I was doing that before this whole thing. Um, I think that it's really important to, so one of, let me back up. One of the things that is really stressful about this time, and I've read a couple of articles on why, why I'm feeling so anxious, like what is with this, is that we as humans depend on being able to plan for the future and, and you know, marking things on our calendar and looking forward to things. Half of our joy in life is derived from hope and looking forward to what's coming. And we can't really do that right now, but you can do it in the form of chunking. So like in the morning when I wake up, I schedule out my day, like a loose schedule of, okay, this is what I'm going to get done today. What do I have to look forward to for tonight? You know, what am I making for dinner? And if you can just make it through that day, then you feel like, all right, I don't have to look towards tomorrow or next week or the week after, but I can look forward to an hour from now or two hours from now. And I know what I'm going to be doing two hours from now. So it helps you kind of orient, orient yourself in the world and still have something to look forward to for that day. So I like it. Yeah, I feel like if you're if you're constantly if you're if you're constantly just thinking about what we can't do or what we're not able to do or I can't do this, I can't do that, I'm not, I'm not going to be a, that's just going to your life your whole mindset's going to be going to be depressing. Um I agree with that too. The whole I mean you can only control what's in front of you right now. It's almost like a zen philosophy, don't you think, Miss Mara? It's almost like kind of like live in the do. moment. Yeah, right. it's it's almost forcing us to do what these, you know, thousands and thousands of year old practices have been telling us all along is the only way to go. Um, we're resistant to it, but I think it's it's actually a good idea. Guys, we have a caller on the line. We have Miss Cassidy. Miss Cassidy, oh, what's hey, up? Hi. hi everyone. Hey, Miss Cassidy. Good morning. Good morning. Just, uh, How's everybody doing? We're doing great. We're just we're talking about today's journal entry, which is about chunking your quarantine, taking things, just taking things kind of moment by moment and looking at it. Miss Cassie, let me ask you this. I was going to relate this to, to a sports metaphor, 
Um, when you played basketball, high school, college, and professionally, did your team ever talk about like sort of breaking everything down into like four minute mini segments or four minute periods or anything like that? Absolutely. Um, especially when you're down by a lot, you know, our coach yeah. would always say, you know, one point at a time, you know, you just kind of take it as, as it comes and try not to get too overwhelmed and focus on the big picture. Yeah, I, I remember my, my senior year at Holy Cross when I was working for the, the women's team, we, we played UConn, you know, and they were <clears throat> they were ranked number one in the country at the time, I, I'm assuming. I think they were. You know, when you, you come in and you can't look at a game like that over a 40-minute span, you got to be like, all right, let's, let's look at these four minutes. You know, so at the 16-minute mark, we want to be here. Or the 16 and the 12-minute yeah, exactly. mark, we'll see where we are there. And so that makes a lot of yeah, sense Yeah, a lot of times – Sorry, yeah, Mr. Gowan. Um, a lot of times our coach would break it down like that in college. She would put on the board, you know, at halftime at, you know, the exactly like you said, the 16-minute mark, we want to cut their lead down to this many and so on. So, absolutely. Yeah, I think it gives you, like, manageable goals, too. Like, I do that, like, I talk about, you know, this past basketball season wasn't the best one for my for my guys, but you know, we'd be in the huddle, we'd, we'd say like, all right, we're down 15. All right, so by the four-minute mark, let's get it to 10. You know, and then let's, you set like just manageable goals because you not you can't get it all back in one day. Like we're not going to get our lives back in one afternoon, but there's some things that we can we can control. Um, Mr. Jaffe, what are your thoughts on, on chunking? Chunking is a great way to go through life and get tasks done. I noticed a lot of kids uh, who have IEPs have, that word written into them, written into them that they, uh, some of the work has to get to chunked out. And I think it's a great idea. I I use it um, just to kind of calm down and get things done a little bit at a time to do one little, little bit at a time. uh, The whole list will get done. And uh, it's a great way to uh, organize yourself. Yeah. I think, I think it's a great mindset because like Miss Mara said, like there's so much uncertainty. We don't know what's happening a month from now, two months from now. Are we going back to school? Is this happening? You can't control that. It's outside of our control. I can, I can control what I'm doing this morning. I can control what I'm doing this afternoon, and it gives me something to look forward to. Um, we like to do it with Mr. the McDonald, kids. Can, like, we, right, can we address that, uh, that sports question to Ms. Cassidy? Oh, yeah, great, great. Ms. Cassidy, um, to another level. Yeah, before, you came on, before you came on, the family discussion question was, if you could be the best at any game or sport, what would you choose? So Miss Mara said gymnastics, Mr. Jaffe said basketball, and I said golf. At any <laughs> game of sport. Um, I guess I would absolutely have to go with basketball because that's like my love, you know. So I wouldn't yeah. I, I can't there's nothing that I would want to, you know, dedicate my life to, I guess, that I could think mm-hmm. of. Yeah. And, and, and I I could see that for sure. I mean it's, and then you were one of the best. <laughs> that must be like a decision. Nice I mean, feeling. yeah, I guess back in the day, I'm an old has been now, but um, yeah, the good old days. But I was just trying to think as as after I said that, I was like, hmm, is there something that like I'd really be able to make a lot of money if I was the best at? So maybe like a poker player. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a great idea. But, although that's not a sport, but oh, it says that's it says okay. game or sport. I it's I just okay, agree. All right. sport. Poker is definitely. I mean, it's 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 a skill game. It's not a game of chance. It's That's a game why of, I like to hold them then. <laughs> it's a game. It's a game of skill. 
All right, we have some student questions to get to, so let's go to a quick commercial from Bus Driver Buddy, and then we'll get back to student questions. Do you find that your daily ride in the city bus is too safe, too uneventful, basically not life-threateningly enough? Well, you, my friend, are in luck. The Bus Driver Buddy is your ticket to near-death excitement. If your city bus needs a special someone to annoy and distract the bus driver, we have the answer. The Bus Driver Buddy can be that person. He or she is willing to chat up the bus driver because they believe their need to shoot the breeze is more important than everyone's safety. Equip your city bus with any one of these fine bus driver buddies. From lonely retired person to awkward teenager to crazy lady, or from our deluxe line, loud, drunk, smelly guy with barf on his shirt. Any of these models is sure to be lots of fun. Get your bus driver buddy anywhere weird people hang out, like your local urine-soaked city bus terminal bathroom. All right, we're back here on the Mama Levitt Show for the final third of our show, the student questions. And I got a lot of response on this, actually. Um, I got a lot of people submitted some really good questions, and they got, they got credit for that. We're not going to get to all of them today. Um, I have 17 questions that I picked out that I thought were, were decent ones that we could, we could talk about. Um, let's see. First one, let's 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 do some let's do some questions that are related to like day to day like school stuff. So from Alyssa P, Diana and Maria R M, will we be able to get our belongings from our lockers? This would be a good question for Ms. Tringali <laughs> if we if we had one. Yeah. Um anyone wanna try to answer that one? Oh, I have man. no idea I, what the plans honestly, are. Honestly, there's, yeah, there's some stuff I've I've been thinking I want to go back and get. So, and I don't know the answer to it. I'm kind of hoping that it at least stays safe in there. But uh, you know, I would say if there's something that's really valuable or important, maybe you could try emailing or calling and just seeing what kind of response you get. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to believe that the kids are going to be able to get their stuff back at some point. The, the only, of course. The only question, the only question is, we don't know like what that's going to look like. So, I know a lot of there are, as evidenced by, there are three people at least that sent in questions about getting their belongings back if you have stuff in your locker. I mean, a lot of kids that maybe had backpacks or I mean, they could they could be useful these days. So I would say if that was your question, yeah, yeah hang in there. You are going to be able to get your stuff back. Miss Tringali is. Um, has sent us a note about us being able to go back in, but we're just not sure when. So yeah, just be patient and kind of hold on to, to your stuff. Um, here's another one. This is from junior. Are the Tampa Bay bucks going to be in the super bowl? What do you think? Mr. Jaffe? <laughs> I don't think that they're going to, I don't think the bucks uh, or the Patriots will, will, will be hanging around and on that February date. Now it'll be over. They'll be playing you know off. The- you know, the Super Bowl is in Tampa this year. You're right, they, right, I know that. If they went to the Super Bowl, it would be their, it would be the first ever the, team to host the Super Bowl. The first Super time, Bowl. right, the home team ever first went. Time. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it. I think Brady's yeah, good, but I'm, not that good. I don't see either. What do you think, Cassidy? <laughs> Bucks going to the Super Bowl? Uh, I, I'm having a hard time with this whole thing because 
I am not a – I mean, I guess I, I'm a football fan. I'm a Patriots fan, and I watch all of the Patriots games. And so for, you know, a long time I've loved Brady and I love Gronk, and I'm I, – I feel like I don't know how to not root for them, you know. Right. But uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm – I love Brady. I mean, like, I'm – First and foremost, a Patriots fan. You know, have, having grown up, I grew up five minutes away from from Gillette Stadium or Foxborough Stadium back then. The Patriots have always been a, a big part of of my life, but the individual players they, they become part of you too. So yeah, Brady and Gronk. I'm not gonna be. I will never be able to root against them, and I'm just glad they went right. to a team in, in the NFC that we wouldn't have to actually play them. Let's be honest, the Patriots aren't going back to the Super Bowl this year either. Although if they did it would absolutely solidify Bill Belichick as the greatest coach of all time. Not that he hasn't already done that. Miss Barry, you have a prediction? Yeah, no about doubt. The- yeah. Um, is it possible for the Patriots to play the Bucks in the Super Bowl? It is. It's very possible. All right. I'm going to go with that. I'm putting all my money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Um, question from Lily. If a student isn't going to Everett High, should they still fill out a course selection form this would be a great question for for mr engel or guidance counselors but i'm going to go ahead and say say yes they should that's what we've always told yeah. kids in the past right i think yes yeah. has always been the answer we've gotten yeah it's always been yes because you as, as, my, as i said in the last show my, as my grandmother would say you never know you never, you never know. know right you never know. I mean, like you could be all signed in. You could be all ready to go. Like we we didn't have any kids last year who were going to Pope John, but we've had in the past. And then all of a sudden, in May or June of last year, Pope John were closing. So you, right. you who knows? Yeah, like you could be all set to go. Or I'm gonna. Oh, we've had kids say like, oh, we're moving, so we're we're gonna be. You know, we're moving to this town or moving to this place, and then they don't move. So to answer your question, Lily, absolutely. If if someone's not planning to go to Everett High, you still need to have a course selection form, like just just in case. We had kids. One year we had at the high school, we had a kid showed up and didn't have a schedule. And it was that same reason. It was an eighth grader who had, and he was, so he was a freshman. And so he was just basically in study. He was in seven studies until they could work his schedule out. Because those first two weeks of school, like, the guidance office is swamped with, like, scheduling stuff. And so we literally, like, sat every day through studies for two weeks. And now some people might be listening and think, oh, that's so awesome. It's so great. It wasn't that great because he, when he got into his classes, he was already two weeks behind, and all because he didn't uh, bother to fill out his course selections. Um, Bo Denley had a question. Are we going to still have break? <laughs> I that's such a Bo Denley question. Isn't it? It really is. And Bo, I don't know if you mentioned, if you noticed this, but we had break last week, <laughs> so was, and he sent this question on Monday. So it's, it's not like he, he asked it like before the break. Are we going to still have break? We already answered. We already had break, and I hope yours was was amazing. Um, Zeta has a question. Maybe. Yeah. Does he mean summer break? Yeah, I was thinking maybe, oh, yeah, maybe like a summer, summer break. Maybe summer break. Yeah. Summer break. Um, right. Yeah, I mean we're gonna have some kind of a break. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't foresee us continuing to do this like all the way until like July and August because we have to figure out next year. 
But yeah, I think we're. Right. I think if Bo, if if you meant summer break, then that's a great question. But just be a little more, more specific next time, because it sounded like you meant spring break. Yeah, we'll, we'll have we're gonna have a summer break for sure. We just don't know what that's gonna look like. Um, Zeta's question: I saw in an online survey that 36 million Americans' number one way to cope with social distancing is online shopping. It's not really a question, but it's more of a statement. <laughs> but mm. I, I guess my question would be. You guys been doing any online shopping? I have been uh, trying to stay away from it, actually. So I've been doing a really good job of not getting addicted to the online shopping. Yeah, Mr. Jaffe? Yeah, I haven't done a lot, but, but I love doing it. I mean, if I buy things, it's always online. I very rarely go into a store these days, but I haven't been doing a lot of it while doing the uh, while, while we're social distancing. Mm-hmm. Cassie, you've been, you've you've been uh, you're, you're always Amazon. telling me that that Amazon truck is always showing up at your house. It actually Every day lot, so. we get packages. <laughs> and guess who has to break down all the boxes? No, <laughs> Puts them yeah, you. <laughs> uh, like I'll just find like out on our back porch where we have like the recycle bin, and then Jen will just throw like the boxes out there. The smiley box with the little yeah. smiley on it. Yeah, I mean, like, granted, like, in, in her defense, like, it was it was Michaela's birthday last week, so a lot of the stuff oh, came. Nice. You, know, yeah. you can't just go out to the store and just go browsing for for uh, for stuff. What do you think, uh, Cassie? You've been you've been online shopping. Uh, I think I try not to, but I definitely have have succumbed to it, and um, I have the Amazon truck out pretty often as well. <laughs> um, I find. <laughs> Like later at night, when I if I'm having a hard time falling asleep, I am more likely. So I try to stay off my phone. Mm, good point. Yeah, for, yeah, That's for sure. That's the most bad decisions are made when you're like tired and just scrolling at night, and you're like impulsive. Yeah, and everything looks great. And actually, guys, I recently got ripped off pretty badly. It's the first time buying something online that I've been like totally got something that. So oh, I, I love share. I love sneakers, and I have a lot yeah. of them. And while I had the time, I was like, oh, let me try to get my sneaker collection organized. So on my Facebook, an advertisement kept popping up for, like, these great, like, sneaker boxes that lift up from the front, and you can stack them up on top of each other. And it even showed the guy, like, standing on them to show how tough they were. And, and um what I got is like these little, it, I ordered 30 of them <laughs> and <laughs> because the more you got, the better the price was. So I was like, Oh, this is great. It's going to look so awesome. I had a spot cleaned up in my room for them and <laughs> I probably couldn't even fit like my sandals in it, <laughs> you know, like cause it's, it's just, and it's not durable at all. Like it's just yeah. these little plastic boxes like that it's it's not at all what i was uh, expecting <laughs> yeah uh, so you got that's thanks you got taken it happens yeah you live and you learn right there yeah you let what's the what's the latin phrase caveat emptor let the buyer be yeah that is so true it's just so, so nobody easy. buy those sneaker boxes that you see, those cool, clear yeah. ones. You can see your sneakers and lift up. It's, yeah, they're not, they're not as cool. <laughs> good, uh, good, good, good pro tip for uh, for our listeners. It's just it's so easy to buy things though, especially like if you like on Amazon. 
Like back in the day, you'd have to like get in your car, drive to a store, browse the store, then do an impulse purchase. Now you can just scroll your phone, click, click, click. Like your payment stuff can be already saved in there. Like there used to, oh, there used yeah. to even be like that extra level of, of protection where you had to go to your wallet and get your get your card and type in the card. Now it's most times like it's just saved and you just click yes, click, click, click. That's sort of like on Amazon. Like Amazon is like ridiculously just easy to buy stuff. And then just, it'll be here in the so easy. Uh, crazy. And there's a few more questions. There's a lot of, we got a lot of good questions on here. Um, so many good questions. Were, yeah. I, I just wanted to mention one. Um, Natalie asked this yesterday and I, I put a post on this, but about the audiobook on refugee. And the question was, why can't I listen to the audiobook? It says it has a virus. So I did put a post up yesterday. There, there's no virus on the files. I've tried to own Chromebook. Um, there's no, it just says there might be a virus because Google can't check it because it's about a 20 minute audio file. So there is no, there is no virus. The only virus is outside. And so stay away from, stay away from the, from the real virus. But yeah, if you listen to the audio clips on classroom, there's no virus on your phone is the easiest way. And if you listen to on your Chromebooks, you just have to open up in a separate window and you can play it from there. So yeah, we got through Five, six questions today, so we have a bunch more that we can save on Friday. But some I definitely wanted to share for when, when Mama Levitt is back, because I would love to get her perspective on them. Oh, there's, there's another one that I want to do Robert's question today. Robert's question was, who's better at basketball, Robert or Mr. McGowan? And the <laughs> answer is easy. It's like, Robert is, Robert is clearly better than me than now. And, and if we could time travel back to 1996, I, I, I guarantee I could take Robert. And even and even today in a free throw shooting contest, I bet I could take you. But in a game of one on one, I'm going to admit freely admit that the 14 year old would destroy me in, in basketball. Mr. McGowan, I've oh. got to say, I have to say though, experience and some you know coaching experience and basketball IQ yeah. goes miles and. It's- I don't know. So, I, I think you might. I, I, I have right, to say now, Robert, and I'm getting older, but I've never <laughs> lost to a student. Yeah. Um, oh. Your that your game though, Miss Cassidy, is very suited for one on one. You know, you, you could back people down into the post, and you could you give them like a good Kevin McHale up and under move. You know, like for me as a player, like I was always like a role player. I was always like a set screen and roll. Like like my we like they never ran any plays for me to score. Like all my scoring okay. and all my games was always like off offensive rebounds. It was always off like you know the set. It was always like a fourth or fifth option. You know, I would I was more of a of a defense rebound guy. Um, so yeah, one on one is not my is not my game style. So for for you, for absolutely, I could see because you you're a scorer and you're and you're a finisher. For me, I'm, I'm more yeah, of, a, of a screener. I might be old and slow, so I would just play off of him. And I know Robert's a great shooter, and sometimes he, you know, catches fire, and that's what that—that's how he would take me down because he'd have to hit yeah. those outside shots. Because there's no way, Robert, that you're coming in on me. Yeah, <laughs> you're not getting—you're not getting in on Cassidy. Nobody is. And then if he's—if if, you—if you get to the rim on Cassidy, then she's just going to block you. And then you, you got to make it. If you miss it, then then she's going to get the rebound. So. Good luck on that. Yeah, and you might blow by me. You might blow by me, but I'm coming from behind. I still have that block shot record at UMaine. <laughs> and when, right, that's amazing. And when, when quarantine is over, Cassie's going to show off those those uh, those block shot moves. All right, last one last segment. We didn't get get to do trivia on Monday, so we got to do it today. So let's do a little sports movie trivia. <laughs> All 
right, today's category is sports movies, and the Associated Press listed their top 25 sports movies of the of history, and the Boston Globe, uh, the Boston Herald actually put it out on Sunday in Sunday's paper. So what we're going to do is we'll go, uh, we'll do a lightning round for the whole time. I think it'll be fair to do this way. I am going to name, so I'll give you three things. I will give you the year. I will give you the, the actors that are starring, and then I will give you the plot. And actually, you know what? Let's do it this way because we, we have enough people here. We have three people, so we can do uh, – we'll, we'll go back and forth, and we'll have Cassidy, Mara, and Jaffe are our three contestants for today. Um, I will give you two out of the three. So you can pick me either for year, star, or plot. And then you have to guess which sports movie it is. I'll give you an example. So 1993, starring Tom Guiri, Mike Vitar, Art LaFleur, and Patrick Renna. Plot, coming-of-age story about a group of baseball players in the summer of 1962. Anyone want to guess that one? Sandlot. The Sandlot is right. And then, oh, and then uh, uh, they also have... They have they have quotes too, iconic line. You're killing me, small. So oh, maybe we'll do okay. you get to pick you get to pick this is hard. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Um all right, let's, let's do this way. I'll give you the year and the stars to everyone, and then you get to pick either the plot or the, the quote. Okay? Okay. How's that sound? Think we can do that? Okay. All right. Yeah. Cassidy, you're up first. The year is two thousand four. The stars are Billy Bob Thornton and Derek Luke. Do you want the plot or the quote? The plot. Okay. Based on the book by Buzz Bissinger about a high school football team and the Texas town obsessed with it. Oh. Uh, oh. Is it like Friday Night Lights? Correct. Point for Cassidy. All right. Next one, Mr. Jaffe. The year is uh, – do you want the plot or the quote? Uh, the plot. Okay. 1971, starring James Caan, Billy D. Williams, and Jack Warden. The evolution of the real-life friendship between Chicago Bears teammates Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers and the bond they form after Piccolo learns he has terminal cancer. Oh, um, oh my God, I know the movie. Um, oh, give me a minute. Uh, it's something, Brian's name is in it. Oh, my God. He, his I'm name is in it. mental plot. What's that? Your know, name is in there. Um, Brian's son? No. Correct. Point oh, for Jaffe. Okay. okay. Point for Jaffe. Uh, all right. Mara, you're up. Uh, do you want the plot or do you want a quote? Oh, wait. Uh, the plot. Okay. Uh, the year is 2003. The actors were Tobey Maguire, Jeff Bridges, Elizabeth Banks. Based on Laura Hillenbrand's book, the true story of undersized and crooked leg horse who captivated the sports world in 1938 and became a symbol of hope during the Great Depression. Oh, it's one word. Hold on, hold on. Um, nope, not coming to me. I don't know. Jaffe. Anyone else want to steal? Jaffe. Jaffe. Seabiscuit. Jaffe. Seabiscuit is correct. All right, Seabiscuit. All right, Cassidy, you're back up. 
uh, do you want the plot or do you want? Oh yeah, th- this one I'm gonna. This one I'll get. This one I'll give you quotes. Yeah, this round you'll, you'll, you'll we'll get quotes. We did plots last time. All right, quotes. 1993, starring Sean Astin, John Favreau, and Ned Beatty. And the quote: "I've been ready for this my whole life." Oh, 1993. Jeez. Sean Astin, John Favreau, Ned Beatty. And I'll give you the sport, football. Um, oh, I've been ready for this my whole life. I feel like it's about Notre Dame. You're right. Oh, I can't think of the name You're of right. it, though. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of it? Oh. <laughs> I can't think of the name of it. I don't know. Anyone else? I hate when that happens. Jaffe? No, I don't know. Jaffe. Rudy. Ah. Rudy's correct. All right, Jaffe, you're up. Year is 2000. The stars, Denzel Washington and Will Patton. And the iconic quote is, I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other. Remember the Titans. Sport is football. And remember the Titans is correct. Jaffe with four points already. Uh, Mary, your turn. I my students all the time. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's exactly that's 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 the best quote about life, right there. It's a great it's quote. It's a great movie. Great too. Quote. All right, and Matt. Oh, no, who's, this is Jaffe's, right? No, this is Mara's. No, All right, no, Mara, I, no, yeah, it's Mara. my turn. This <laughs> Mara's turn. The year is 1992. The movie is about basketball. The stars are Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, and Rosie Perez. And the iconic quote is. There's rules to hustling. There's <laughs> ethics involved. Love that movie. character Billy Hoyle. Wait, did I say it yet? I yeah, you, you say it in here. White Man Can't Oh, what jump. was it? Yeah, White Man Can't Jump. Correct. All right, Mara's on the board. All right, so from here on out, we'll do a lightning round. So everyone, you have to buzz in and wait for me to say the year, the actors, the plot, and then the iconic quote, and then you can guess which one you think it is. All right, one. Um, eight, the year is 1988. The stars are John Cusack and Jace Alexander. The sport is baseball. Based on the book by Elliot Asinoff about the Black Sox scandal when Shoeless Joe Jackson and the Chicago White Sox were accused of throwing the 1919 World Series. The quote, say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. Jaffe. Eight men out? Correct. Eight men out. Uh, Next one, 1994. The stars William Gates and Arthur Agee. Plot, documentary on the lives of two high school students in Chicago who hope to play professional basketball. Quote, people always say to me, when you get to the NBA, don't forget about me. Well, I should have said back, if I don't make it to the NBA, don't you forget about me. Documentary, you said, right? Documentary. Anybody. Ninety four. Hoop Dreams. Classic one. Hoop Dreams. Oh yes. All right, next yeah, one. Two thousand four. Starring Kurt Russell, Patricia Clarkson, and Noah Emmerich. The true story of Coach Herb Brooks, who led the nineteen eighty US Olympic hockey team to victory over the seemingly invincible Soviet Union. Quote, Great moments are born from great opportunity. Cassidy. Cassidy. Is that the Mighty Ducks? Nope. Not the only hockey movie I know. <laughs> Mara. Mara. 
Miracle? Mara. Ah, there it Miracle, is. correct. Next one, 1976, starring Walter Matthau and Tatum O'Neill, an alcoholic former minor league baseball player coaches a team made up of a ragtag band of misfit kids. Quote, this quitting thing, it's a hard habit to break once you start, said by Morris Buttermaker. Jaffe? Jaffe. Bad News Bears. That's yeah. correct. Wow, yes. Um, next one, year was 2011, starring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. The true story, based on the book by Michael Lewis, of how Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean used analytics to take advantage of market efficiencies and built a successful baseball team despite a low payroll. Jaffe? Oh. Jaffe. Moneyball. Yeah, that's the one. That's correct. Next one, 1992, starring Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Lori Petty, Madonna, and Rosie O'Donnell. Rival sisters joined the first female professional baseball league amid World War II and help it grow. Hmm. Mara. Jaffe. Mara. League of their own, my favorite. Yes. Correct. The iconic quote is, there's no crying in baseball. Um, next one, <laughs> 1984, starring Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, and Glenn Close. Years after getting shot while he was a young prospect, Roy Hobbs makes it to pro baseball with hard-to-believe talent. Jaffe. Jaffe. The Natural. Natural. Also a great book where it doesn't have quite the happy Hollywood ending. A a, a wonderful book. The famous quote is, I could have broke every record in the book. And then when I walked down the street, people would have looked and they would have said, there goes Roy Hobbs, the best there ever was in this game. Which was also like a... Ted Williams said that too. Ted Williams quote. Yep. Very, very similar. 1989... Starring Tom Barringer, Charlie Sheen, Corbin Burnson, Rene Russo, and Bob Euchre, the Cleveland Indians win despite a new owner who wants to sabotage and relocate the team. Uh, Anybody? Wow. No. Uh, no idea. Wow. Major League. Major League. Major League. Major League. Oh. Charlie Sheen. Uh, score update, Cassidy 1, Mara 3, Jaffe 8. Um, 1980, starring Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci, based on the life of boxing champion Jake LaMotta, played by De Niro. Jaffe? Jaffe. Raging Bull. Correct. Um, 1989, starring Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones, and Ray Liotta, a uh, Iowa corn farmer, hears voices, clears his crop to build a baseball diamond, and gets a visit from the 1919 Chicago White Sox. Mara. Jaffe? Mara. Field of Dreams. You're correct. And the iconic quote is, if you build it. If you build it, they will come. They will come. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next one. The year is 1977, starring Paul Newman. The coach of a struggling minor league hockey team turns to goonery to attract fans. Jaffe? Jaffe. Uh, The Mighty Ducks? That's Emilio no. Estevez. Oh, I know who it is. I know what it is. No, I know what it is. Uh, this is a classic one. Yeah, this one is Slapshot. It, it takes place around here, too. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Um, it does. N- n- number four was the year was 1980, um, starring Chevy Chase, Roddy Dangerfield, Ted Knight, and Bill Murray. A brash new member shows up at an, an exclusive golf course, which employs a gopher-chasing groundskeeper. Mara. Jeffy. Mara. Caddyshack. Yeah. 
Caddyshack is right. And the iconic line is, you'll get nothing and like it. Although there's like a thousand lines in that one. Uh, tied for number two, 1976, starring Sylvester Stallone, Telia Shire, Burt Young, Burgess Meredith, and Carl Weathers, a small-time boxer living in Philadelphia gets a shot at the heavyweight championship. Cassidy. Cassidy. <laughs> it's Rocky. Rocky. And the iconic line, yo, Adrian. Yo, yo, Adrian. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> my dad had a friend when I was a kid who could do a Sylvester Stallone impression. And so he had him like call us on the phone and said that he was Sylvester Stallone. It said, told us it was Rocky calling. I was probably like eight years old. And I heard my, dad's friend, my dad's friend, Mike Bellotti called up and told us he was Rocky. And I, I, I bought it hook, line and sinker. Uh, number two, the year was 1988 starring Kevin Costner, Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. The lives of a career minor leaguer, a young wild pitcher, and a local fan intertwine. Jaffe? In North Carolina. Jaffe. Uh, Bull Durham? Great movie. Bull Durham. Amazing movie. Durham, North Carolina. And number one, 1986, starring Gene Hackman, Dennis Hopper, Barbara Hershey, a coach with a shaky past, and his assistant, who's a drunk, take a small-town high school basketball team in 1950s Cassidy. Indiana to the state championship. Uh, Cassidy. Cassidy knows that Cass- one. Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Oh, not only just one of the best sports movies of all time, just one of the best movies movie. of all time in general. Great movie. Love Gene that Hackman. movie, yeah. Trivia, what was the name of Never the of the star it. player? Never saw Hoosiers? Oh, that's oh. your sign. Your homework for Friday is go watch Hoosiers and just try not to cry. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cassidy, what's the trivia? What's the name of the of the star player for Hickory High? Is it uh, is it Johnny or Jimmy or something Jimmy. like that? J- yeah, Jimmy. it's been a long time. <laughs> Jimmy Chitwood. All right, final score: Miss Cassidy three, Miss Mara five, and Mr. Jaffe ten. So congratulations on Mr. Jaffe's encyclopedic knowledge of sports. And as always, to our runners up. Miss Cassidy and Miss Mara. You lose. All right. Um, <laughs> Good job, Mr. Jaffe. <laughs> oh, thank you. Hey, um, Mr. McGowan mentioned a football player some of our students probably don't know about. His, his name was his name is Gail, Gail Sears. I believe oh, he's yeah, still Gail alive Sears. as well. And yeah, and if if you YouTube him, he was an amazing, amazing runner. And uh you you guys might get a kick out of seeing the way this guy could uh, play football back in the day. And he Gail retired at, at the height he's of very his young. career. And yeah, he was like 30 yeah, he when he retired. walked away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, great story. Gail Sayers, Chicago Bears. G-A-L-E-S-A-Y-E-R-S. All right, let's have a couple dad jokes, and then we will sign off for the day. Miss um, Cassidy, what's a pirate's favorite letter? Hmm. I don't know. I, I? You would think it's uh, R. But it's Actually, the C. <laughs> you just like dad jokes, a dad joke right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Miss Mara, I was hey. I was carrying a nine foot book the other day. A woman asked me what I was doing. I said, "Oh, it's a long story." <laughs> And uh, Mr. Jaffe, did you hear about the cross-eyed teacher? No, Mr. McGowan. Tell me about it. No, he couldn't control his pupils. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> All right. So that's about it for us today. Um, I think Miss Levitt should be hosting a Zoom at 1 o'clock. I, she sent us the link for ELA. So period C, ELA and civics, Zoom meeting at 1 what? o'clock. I'll post that on my classroom. Are you guys, are you guys doing Zoom or are you doing Google Meet? We decided to, to do Zoom. Found it was found it was easier to do Zoom than than Meet. It's it's a it's a better platform right now for what okay, we want to do. Okay, so I'm going to start. All right, I'll do Zoom too. I'll, yeah, I'll, um, I mean, what time is your what time we'll is your do Zoom? One o'clock. Yeah, one o'clock with uh, the civics kids and the ELA kids. If you want to join us in, talk about some stuff. So remember, no late work after Friday. You know Working your assignments. Yeah, uh, your we'll journal, do Kahoot Friday, Facebook. three o'clock. How's that? Three o'clock. Is that is that good for everybody? For which one? For Kahoot? For Kahoot yeah, that works Friday. For okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna join this week. I'd, send, yeah, I'd come rather on do down it a little earlier. Send I'd rather questions. do it like I'd rather do it at like one or two, but actually, I'll do it every time you, you guys want. Wanted? Would you do two o'clock? Is that is that? I mean, I'd rather sure. do it a little earlier. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We'll let everybody we know. We're gonna get podcast. these kids up at two o'clock. I know Friday's uh, <laughs> Friday's podcast has to be a little bit later because we have a we have a department thing at eleven, so we're going to do the probably be at noon. Um, Jaffe, congrats on the win today. Kahoot, maybe Friday two o'clock. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's up to you guys. That's, I'll, I'll pass that. I'd rather along. do it Push it off to the day. Miss Levitt, thank you, Miss McGowan, Miss Mara, Miss Cassidy, Miss Jaffe. Thank you. Let's do our closing song, which is "Time" by Pink Floyd. This has been the Mama Levitt Show for Miss Mara, Miss. Sir Jaffe, Miss Cassidy, and the absent Mama Lovett. Do something good today and don't get caught. We'll talk to everybody on Friday at noontime. Here is the slow build-up. Pink Floyd time.
Monday, close the 